Oh, Travis Zajac, why would you say that? Oh my god, this is going to be a full-length episode, and so you might want to buckle up. It's the longest episode that I think I have done in a while, and also, I need to give you guys an update on the Islanders playoff series, because like I told you guys, depending on how they finish, it can affect uh, this year's draft for us in terms of our second overall selection, so we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.45 p.m. Eastern Time, June 8th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I need to give you guys a quick update on the NHL playoffs. But before we begin today's episode, I actually have to give a disclaimer. So I do apologize if you hear thunder in the background Uh, during uh, the entirety of this episode. It is about to storm where I'm from. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't have a studio and I'm trying my best to, you know, uh, make it quiet or, you know, I'm trying to, like, put pillows around me, whatever the case might be. So I do apologize if that is unsuccessful and you hear thunder in the background. But like I told you guys, can't do anything with Mother Nature. But anyway, so if you hadn't checked out the last episode or the last couple of episodes, I have been talking about the possibility of Seth Jones, one of the alternate captains for the Columbus Blue Jackets, possibly joining the New Jersey Devils once his contract is up this season. Because, guys, remember, he has told the Columbus Blue Jackets organization that he does not intend to sign an extension and that he's basically telling them, you better trade me before the trade deadline or I walk and you essentially get nothing. And he's put them at uh, his mercy. So, ultimately, all the power goes to Seth Jones in this case because he does have a no-movement clause that takes – effect this season so obviously Seth Jones has put the Columbus Blue Jackets in a pickle I've given you guys my overall verdict on that situation I do believe he is still a good player I don't think he's overrated like people are saying he is because I still feel like he can put up really good production in terms of what he could do in the offensive zone the neutral zone and also the defensive zone because quite honestly guys I think he gets a bad rep and he doesn't deserve it but if you need to learn more about those uh stances please check out the last couple of episodes now let's talk about today's agenda shall we so let's talk about the NHL playoffs for right now or let's talk about a specific game which is the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins so as you guys know we do have the Islanders pick in this year's NHL draft due to the fact that we gave up Zajac and Paul Mary and the centerpiece for the draft was this uh first uh round selection and depending on how the Islanders finish it'll uh determine uh where it's gonna go where we're gonna select so Obviously, guys, the Islanders just came out victorious against the Boston Bruins yesterday by a score of 5-4, to four, and now they lead the series three games to two, and they are just one win away from advancing to the next round. And guys, remember, I told you, it depends on how the Islanders finish uh, this series because we need the Boston Bruins, we need Taylor Hall to beat Paul Mary and Zajac, Corey Schneider, Lou Lamorello. We need them to uh, beat those guys, the New York Devils, because... Uh, That draft pick is uh, so essential because I need to give you guys 
uh, some background information. So if the Islanders close out the series, the Devils' second first round pick will be in the 29 to 32 range instead of the top 20. So I would much rather that draft pick be in the top 20 versus uh, the 29 to 32 range. And that's courtesy of one of my colleagues at the Hockey Riders, Alex. So uh, you, you should also check out some of his work for the New Jersey Devils as well. But ultimately, guys, we need that draft pick to be in the top 20 because I really don't want to have thought that we have traded Zajac and Paul Mary for essentially a 29th to 32nd range selection. I really don't want to think that. I would much rather that pick be top 20. I'm sure you guys do too. Like I said, I'm not wishing the downfall on Paul Mary, Zajac, Corey Schneider, Lou Lamorello. I'm not wishing a no no downfall on those players or uh, the GM. I'm, I'm just saying I would much rather that draft pick be higher and get as high it could potentially get. So for the sake of our 2021 draft pick from the New York Islanders, we need the Islanders to lose the series against the Boston Bruins. So uh, Boston Bruins, really step up your game and you need two more wins. So I, I, I'm just saying the Boston Bruins have been playing very sloppily. Uh, their goaltending has been atrocious. And obviously uh, the game last night was an absolute barn burner. So I'm just saying the Boston Bruins really have to step up and they've been struggling the last uh, few games because if you guys uh, recall my stance on the Boston Bruins, despite their success of getting Taylor Hall and despite their success after the trade deadline, I just don't think they're the same team as they were last year because for some reason they just didn't have that edge and I kind of sniffed it out within the first few games of the year when we were playing them to open up the season. I know it was like early on in the season, but I was like saying a few weeks in, I'm like, I think there's a red flag going on in the Boston Bruins organization. They just do not look the same like they did last year, but that's my hot take for the day. So obviously, like I told you guys, I'm not wishing the downfall on GM uh, Lou Lamorello over in New York. And obviously, they're essentially the New York Devils at this point because Lou seems to love his New Jersey Devils. And I love it. But at the same time, this is a business. And on the business side of things, you know, sometimes you got to put relationships to the side. And for the sake of that uh, first round pick from the Islanders, we need them to lose the series because, like I told you guys, I would much rather that pick be in the top 20. So, anyway, I think I've updated you guys enough on what's going on for the NHL playoffs and how it's relevant for us. And also, shout out to John Merrill and his uh, Canadians team for moving on to the next round. So, congratulations to them. And they also were able to come back from a 3-1 lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs a series ago. So, obviously, uh, big props to what they have been able to do. I mean, they go from coming back from a 3-1 lead against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then they end up sweeping the Winnipeg Jets four games to nothing. So, uh, they're on a roll right now. And, obviously, I think they are a great story to be uh, keeping tabs on in the NHL because, you know, you go from coming back from a 3-1 lead and then sweeping the next series. So, obviously, I think that's a team we need to look out for. And then, obviously, there's Blake Coleman, the fan favorite, uh, playing right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, wish him uh, the best success. And it looks like the Tampa Bay Lightning, I would say that uh, the only team that can beat them at this point is themselves. So, I think uh, they're definitely the favorites to repeat. But, anyway, I think I've given you guys enough updates on former New Jersey Devils players. I know I'm forgetting some people. So, I've given you guys Taylor Hall. I gave you guys all the Islanders players plus their GM. Uh, I've given Canadians, I've said uh, the Lightning, so I know I'm forgetting a few people, but ultimately, guys, that's just what I wanted to update you on. But speaking of the NHL playoffs and speaking of former Devils players, let's talk about what Travis Zajac, a former alternate captain, had to say uh, in a press conference with the Islanders media because he kind of threw some shade 
at the New Jersey Devils, and I hinted it towards it the last episode, and this caught fire yesterday. Like, I was seeing on Twitter that people were calling out Travis Zajac, basically saying, how could you do this? And I must say, guys, I was a little hurt myself because Travis Zajac, buddy, you've been with our organization since 2006. What do you mean there's no structure? Like, uh, was there structure when we went to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2012? What about... Uh, the playoffs just a couple years ago, I, albeit we lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in five, but still, you know, we were still a playoff team. And like I told you guys, I feel like uh, we're closer on the edge of being a playoff team if we just get the right pieces, if we draft well, whatever the case might be. But Travis Zajac has been with our organization since 2006. He's been a longtime captain, and obviously he was my favorite to possibly win the head captain role. So Ultimately, when I saw that, uh, you know, release, I was hurt at first, but then I was just like, you know what, maybe people are just throwing it out the water. I'm not trying to defend him and say what he's saying is right, but maybe it was just the wording that threw everyone off. So we'll talk more about that in a second, but first I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Wealthfront. So investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get saving today. Now, let's go on to the next live read, and it comes from RockAuto.com. I believe it involves chain stores to begin this story. So, chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So let's discuss Travis Zajac and his shade throwing towards the New Jersey Devils organization. So obviously, it seems like he's very happy with the New York Islanders organization. And you know what? They're winning, they're in the playoffs, and they're one win away from moving on to the next round. So obviously, I can see, like, you know, why he's happy in that regard. So, you know, it would be nice to be in the final four of this playoff series. But obviously, guys, he's been with the New Jersey Devils organization since 2006. You know, he's appeared in one Stanley Cup appearance uh, with us back in 2012. And obviously, we went to the playoffs once again a few years later. It did take a while. But at the same time, you know, he's been with us through the good, the bad, just not through the championship years of our organization. So obviously, you know, I'm sure now that he has a chance to, you know, legitimately possibly win a Stanley Cup uh, and possibly in his final year in the NHL, 
I'm sure that, uh, you know, his mindset is not in the right place and that he's like um, over romanticizing what it's like to be with the Islanders organization. But anyway, according to Molly Walker on Twitter, uh, Travis Ajax said this to the Islanders media. I came from a team where if you weren't under 25, you didn't fit in. Here, it's a little different. It's a veteran team. They play with structure and they play with commitment. And it's an easy group to come in and insert yourself. Okay, so obviously I could see how that rubs people the wrong way. And obviously Travis Ajak, as uh, Heath Ledger would say, very poor choice of words, I might I add. So obviously Travis Ajak, like I said, he has been with us through thick and thin and thin and thinner. He got his uh, start with the New Jersey Devils back in 2006. So he's played pretty much his entire career with the New Jersey Devils organization. And I fully anticipate that his number 19 will be retired by the New Jersey Devils. And it will be hanging at the Prudential Center in a few years but obviously like I told you guys drafted 20th overall back in 2004 by the New Jersey Devils so he's been a long time Devils uh you know player and he's been with us through thick thin and thinner so obviously guys you know we went on that championship run back in 2011 and 2012 and then obviously uh there was 2017 and 2018 in which we lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning and that was his most recent playoff run prior to joining the Islanders organization but the one thing I want to say to uh Travis Zajac is that we literally went to the playoffs in your first uh season in the NHL and you played in 11 games and then you know from 2006 to 2010 you know, we were in the playoffs. So, you know, we were kind of in the same situation as the Islanders were because let's face it, guys, the Islanders are a great playoff team, but I don't think they're favorites to win at all, if you know what I mean, despite their success. So they're not my favorites to win the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, if I'm being completely honest with you. So obviously, guys, you know, when he's talking about structure, when he's talking about like, you know, you didn't fit in, whatever the case might be, we will dissect that in a second. But my overall point here is that Travis Ajak, the New Jersey Devils have been to the playoffs before, you know, for a good number of years when you got your start with us. Like, like I said, we were in the playoffs from 2006 through 2010, and then obviously we missed the playoffs in 2010, 2011, but then 2011, 2012, we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, albeit we did lose to the LA Kings, but still, that's a championship run, and then we went to the playoffs, you know, it took a while, it took a good, good while, I'll give you that, but we went back to the playoffs during the 2017 and 2018 season, and yes, we lost in five games to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but albeit, you know, that's still getting to the playoffs, so Ultimately, guys, you know, I, I just want to say the New Jersey Devils were one of those few franchises that we can call ourselves a championship franchise, and no one can take that away from us. We've won the three Stanley Cup uh, finals, and like I said, any organization that hasn't won a Stanley Cup yet would kill to just have one championship banner hanging up in their rafters. I'm just saying. I'm So, like, when Travis Zajac is saying there's no structure, I don't agree with that. You know, I think that's just frustration, whatever the case might be. But anyway, let's uh, get right into what he said. So, for the first half of it, I came from a team where if you weren't under 25, you didn't fit in. Dude, we're rebuilding. So, of course, you're not going to be, you know, one of the favorites to, you know, try to lead us to the promised land once again. Because, like I told you, we're, we're rebuilding. So, we're trying to go in a new direction. So, it's Nico Keiser's time. It's Jack Hughes's time. Obviously, we saw Quokinen, former AHL All-Star. Then we saw the kid from Belarus, um, you know, Igor Sharangovich have a good season. Brought, you know, had a good season. Zaka had a good season. So, 
obviously, you know, we're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. And, you know, overall, our roster is young. And so you think it's just going to be you? You think it's just going to be like P.K. Subban? You think it's going to be like Kyle Palmieri? You know, albeit Kyle Palmieri is not, you know, not old, old like that. But you know what I mean. It's just like, you know, yes, we're going to be relying on our young guys. And, you know, like I said in previous episodes, this is a blessing in disguise. You know, it's a growing pain, which is like, you know, we're going to make a lot of rookie mistakes. We're going to make a lot of, you know, young guy mistakes, whatever the case might be. We're going to see a lot of guys struggle. We're going to see a lot of guys, you know, uh, get more favorable outcomes or playing time, whatever the case might be. It's just because we're trying to head into that direction. We can't just rely on our veteran players because, you know, we're not a playoff team. So, like, we we can't just, you know, rely on the veteran players. I would love to, but at the same time, that's not what's best for the team right now. So, when you say that uh, if you weren't under 25, you didn't fit in, I don't think that's a really good way of wording it. I get what you're saying, and I get where the frustration is, and this is tough for any player when they're saying uh, their role has to diminish due to the fact that, you know, a young guy is coming in. I know that's hard. I know that's tough. I know that's frustrating, but at the same time, that just shows that, you know, you, you as a former captain, Zajac, I expect better from you in that regards because the one thing I have to say about that is that that's a poor sign of leadership because it just shows how salty you are. Because when you say that you didn't fit in because you weren't under 25, well, don't you remember when you were a young guy in the league and, you know, you had to come in and, you know, take someone else's spot, whatever the case might be, or you had to take someone else's ice time because they were trying to go into that direction? Like I said, for Zajac... Uh, in his rookie year, he played 80 games for the New Jersey Devils. He had 17 goals, 25 assists for a grand total of 42 points. You know, that's a pretty decent season for someone like Zajac. So he came into the league and he actually, you know, left a pretty good mark on it. So, and then he got a good amount of playing time in the playoffs uh, come that season, in which he appeared in 11 games, had a goal, four assists for a grand total of five points. So I'm telling you, Zajac, like, don't you remember when you were like under 25 or when you were a young guy in the league and you're coming up and you know you have to you know take someone else's ice time like you know it it goes full circle that's how this league works that's how rebuilding teams work and like I said Zajac we were looking to get rid of you like I don't mean to throw any shade but at the same time we know that we kind of had to clear house with all of our veteran players just based on the direction we were um you know heading in so obviously for uh you know Zajac I, I understand the frustration I know what it's like to you know Fall, of, fall out of, you know, favoritism, whatever the case might be. And albeit we had to go through, like, what, three coaches in the past, like, season and a half, whatever the case might be. You know, I understand that's also frustrating where we can't get a set structure. And that leads on to my next point, which is uh, Zajac said also, if you need a reminder, it's a little different. It's a veteran team. They play with a structure. They play with commitments. And it's an easy group to come in and insert yourself in. So uh, let's talk about the structure. So like I told you guys, we had to go through three different coaches. Right now, I believe we're on our third coach in the last season and a half. That's Lindy Ruff. Hopefully, he's here to stay for a couple more years. But ultimately, guys, you know, when you're going through coaches, when you're going through a new system, a new playbook, whatever the case might be, uh, when there's no guarantee that this person will be, you know, the coach or, or, you know, this, that, and the third, I understand the frustration. I understand, you know, that can be very confusing. And each coach is different. That's why, you know, no coach is the same. That's why no team shows the same amount of success because, you know, roster structures are different. And, you know, usually people want to take it into a different direction. You know, we see that Lindy Ruff, you know, one of the critiques I had for Lindy 
Lindy Ruff when we first hired him was that I felt like he ran an adequate zone defense that just doesn't work in today's NHL. It worked, uh, you know, before the 2005 season, I believe. And, you know, but obviously this is a new time. You can't even essentially uh, touch the player without going to the penalty box. So obviously that's why Lindy Ruff saw more success during the early 10 years of his coaching career. So obviously times are different and Lindy Ruff himself has to be adaptable. And that's one of the things I have to talk to Zajac about, which is adaptability. So obviously, you know it's a rebuilding organization. You know the Devils don't want to be in the dark for as long. So obviously when we're going through these coaching changes, when we're going through um, you know a new playbook, I understand it's frustrating. I know it, it can have growing pains. I know it's just like saying, look, we could get to the playoffs if we just have a set coach, if we have this, if we have that. But Obviously, you know, guys respond differently. Like, look at Nikita Gusev, for example. He had a pretty decent uh, start to his career, and we ended up waving him, and Lindy Ruff threw shade at him, just saying he couldn't handle his system. So, you know, obviously, you know, there's going to be growing pains in that regard. So, obviously, I get what Zajac is saying, but he could have just worded that differently. And obviously, guys, I'm not trying to defend Zajac in any stretch of the imagination. I, too, am a little disappointed in how he worded it, but... Ultimately, you know, what he's saying is, you know, you got to at least understand where he's coming from in that regards and where the frustration is boiling. So I get that. You know, yes, it is very frustrating when we have to go through that amount of coaches. It's frustrating when we can't consistently get back to the playoffs because, like I told you guys, when Zajac entered the league in 2006 through um, 2010, we were in the playoffs for four straight years. Then we missed it in 2010, 2011. So, uh, we went back in 2011, 2012, and that was a Stanley Cup Finals run. I, and, you know, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, but yeah, we lost. So in his uh, first six years in the league, we were in the playoffs five times, and we went to the Stanley Cup Finals once. So obviously, I'm sure Zajac was yearning for that and was hoping that we could, you know, be going into that sort of direction. But then obviously, 2012, 2013, we miss it. And, we do, and from 2012 through 2017, we missed the playoffs. So that's one, two three, four, five straight seasons in which we missed the playoffs. And then when we went back in 2007-2018, we just basically got a gentleman's sweep from the Tampa Bay Lightning when they eliminated us in five games. And then obviously we haven't been back to the playoffs ever since then. So, you know, clearly I can understand the frustrations in that regards, the inconsistency and just overall, it just seemed like, you know, every time we were so close, we were just so far away. And like I told you guys, you know, uh, the Devils tried making drastic moves to try to, you know, help out the organization, but just didn't work out. And then obviously we had to clear house. We had to get rid of Taylor Hall. Then, you know, it, the question was surrounding the very uh, next season, which is, you know, this current one, which was like, would Paul Mary sign an extension? Would he uh, test free agency? Whatever the case might be. If he uh, can't get an extension with us, then we're going to have to trade him ASAP. And obviously, you know, he struggled this season. So, um, you know, his trade value goes down a little bit. Zajac is up there in age. So it's like, what can we get out of that? So obviously we had to sell with those two draft picks. And like I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I'm just hoping that draft pick can become a top 20 because I don't essentially want to trade a centerpiece like Travis Zajac, who's been with our organization since 2006, and just say, you know, we basically traded you for a player who we drafted from 29th through uh, 32nd. I don't know what the case might be, but obviously, guys, you know, I I get Zajac in that regards, but like I said, I just expect better, but ultimately, guys, I I do have one more thing to add to the fact that 
this might be, um, you know, a bit of a stretch. It's more speculation, but obviously, I just want to say it and give you guys my opinion. But first, I have to give you guys the third and fourth live read this morning. So the third live read comes from BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. For any of you, uh, you know, who bet on Floyd Mayweather or Logan Paul, wherever the case might be, I am so sorry. That fight was anticlimactic and it was a letdown. I know that's boxing, but whatever the case might be, they have boxing too. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign bonuses, and contest information. Don't stay on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are in full swing for their playoff runs, including the NHL and the NBA. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use the promo code Locked On so that way you can get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And the fourth and final live read comes from Lucy.co. So, Lucy.co Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and clearer nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, winter green, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. It's 2021, guys. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is a real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery D-O-W-N down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Just giving you guys a public service announcement. So, uh, Locked On NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked On NHL to get 20% off on all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code Locked On NHL at checkout. Now, I do need to give you guys this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So, lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on NHL. So anyway, guys, you know, when we're looking at that tweet uh, that Zajac said about the organization, obviously people are frustrated. People are just, you know, saying, how could he say that to us? He betrayed us. He's been with us since 2006. He's one of the all-time, you know, uh, great centers for the New Jersey Devils. So like I told you guys, I fully anticipate that his number will be retired as a Prudential Center, and you can debate me on that all you want. So Zajac, uh, during his uh, tenure in the NHL, he has appeared in 1,024 games for the New Jersey Devils, 202 uh, career goals scored with them, 348 assists, uh, 550 total points, 
And obviously, guys, you know, he's appeared in 57 playoff games with us. He had 11 goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 28 points. So, you know, Zajac, um, you know, a great center for this New Jersey Devils organization. And ultimately, will he be a Hall of Famer? No, but I fully anticipate that his number will be retired at the Prudential Center, if we're being completely honest. And like I said, played his uh, tenure uh, with the New Jersey Devils and uh, you know, he, he, he will be remembered as a devil. So ultimately, guys, I can understand the frustration. I can understand just the confusion as to why he would say something like that, saying that we don't have structure. So the one thing I just want to say is I think Zajac is just over-romanticizing being back in the playoffs once again. Because like I told you guys, like the last time we were, you know, a legit playoff team was back in 2011 and 2012. Believe it or not, that was almost 10 years ago. So you know, um, I, I can understand the frustration from Zajac in that regards because, like I told you guys, even though we went to the playoffs about two or three years ago, um, you know, it was a gentleman's sweep from the Tampa Bay Lightning losing in five games. So, ultimately, guys, it's just like, you know, I think Zajac is just happy that he's finally on a team that's not, you know, a borderline playoff team or not a sucky rebuilding team. But, obviously, what, what comes to rebuilding, guys, is patience. And, um, you know, I, I think it was just a lot of just over-romanticizing, just being back in a deep playoff run for Zajac. And also, I'm sure there were some frustrations because, like I told you guys, if Zajac were to, you know, be under contract for a couple more seasons or whatever the case might be, I fully anticipated that the Devils would give him the captain role. Because, like I told you guys, I was kind of surprised when Nico Heizer was given the captain role. I really anticipated that it would be Zajac because, like I told you guys, Zajac has been with our organization since 2006. So, you know, going back to that, I think that's what also frustrated Zajac, which was like, hey, I've been with your organization for years and years and years. I've seen it all. Obviously, I wasn't there uh, during your championship seasons. But at the same time, you know, I still went to a Stanley Cup Finals. I've been to the playoffs and, you know, I've seen pretty much everything that goes on in your organization, good, bad, ugly, whatever the case might be. Why am I not being given the captain role? So I can understand that frustration in that regards from Zajac. So obviously, you know, maybe he's just speaking out of frustration and just, you know, making uh, emotional statements because, like I said, you know, um, the, the factors go in. It's just that, you know, he hasn't been in the playoffs in a while. Even if uh, the Devils did make it to the playoffs a couple seasons ago, it wasn't really a legit deep run. It was more of just, you know, getting to the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. And then obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to handle them in five games. And then obviously, you know, last time we were a deep uh, playoff team making a run was uh, 10 years ago. So obviously Zajac is, uh, well, you, you guys, you know, we, we know that he's getting up there at age right now. So he recently just turned 36. So, you know, the last time uh, we went on a deep playoff run, he was 26. So, you know, and like I said, he just turned 36, just like not even a month ago. So obviously I can understand uh, the frustration there, but ultimately Travis Zajac, I'm just saying like, look, we do have structure and we do, you know, um, we, we do have a culture. That's all I have to say to him, which is like, uh, come on, man. Like, you, you don't need to say all that. I understand the frustration. I understand that you're excited to be back in the playoffs. But come on, man. Have some empathy. Like, I told you, like, in your first, like, five or so seasons in the league, we were in the playoffs. And then, obviously, um, you know, we went back to uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs after, uh, you know, missing the 2010-2011 playoffs. And we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, albeit we didn't win. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we, we, we were still a championship team around that time. So, 
ultimately, and that was ours for the taking. We we just kind of blew it. You know, we, we we just blew it sky high. But ultimately, you know, for Travis Zajac, I'm just like, come on, man. You 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 need to just like sit down, think about what you said. And then come back and say statements like that, okay? Because, like, I feel like he just wasn't really thinking straight in terms of what he was saying. Because, you know, guys, like, we've all made emotional statements. We've all made emotional decisions. And ultimately, you know, maybe we regret uh, saying it after we see, you know, how much hurt there is. But I think overall, Travis Zajac was just speaking on the recent New Jersey Devils roster in which, you know... Uh, we, we have all these young guys and we don't really have a fully set, you know, veteran roster, obviously, because that's not the direction we're going in. We're trying to develop like Jack Hughes. We're trying to develop uh, Nico Heizer. Obviously, we have Mackenzie Blackwood. That's why we're trying to get a veteran backup goaltender. So, you know, like uh, I hear Pekka Rene is going to be on the radar for the New Jersey Devils to maybe sign a one-year deal and just be the backup netminder to uh, Mackenzie Blackwood because that's what we needed. That's why I was so big on the Corey Crawford signing because, uh, you know, Corey Crawford can help someone like Mackenzie Blackwood develop in the right direction and is there to back him up when the going gets tough. And then obviously, you know, we, we, we have uh, a very young team. Siegenthaler is someone that uh, Lindy Ruff is trying to develop and is a big fan of. Then obviously we had some disappointing players, including Andreas Janssen, Ryan Murray. Uh, P.K. Subban is not really living up to his uh, huge contract. And then obviously, you know, I'm excited for our fours, you know. Uh, I'm excited to see what Alexander Holtz can do, uh, Nolan Foote can do, then, you know, Kevin Ball, him and Ty Smith, like, I'm excited for that duo pairing, and then, obviously, whoever we draft, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well, so, obviously, Travis Zajac, we, we're not full of veterans, but that's not the direction we're trying to head in. Now, would it be nice if we can just sign that one player and just take us over the edge? Yes, but at the same time, it's not really going to benefit us long term because we're not trying to, you know, immediately get back to the playoffs. Would it be nice if we're sort of like the Rangers where we're sort of like, you know, on that, you know, cuffs of maybe making uh, the playoffs and upsetting the Boston Bruins, whatever the case might be? Yes, it would be nice. But at the same time, you know, if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, it depends on how fast these players develop. It depends on, you know, uh, how good of a coach Lindy Ruff is. And I think Lindy Ruff has been doing a pretty decent job. But overall, you know, when you say there's no structure, when you say that you didn't fit in, I'm just hearing a lot of saltiness and just a lot of untrue statements. Because like I said, Zajac, you've been there like, you know, you were there when Patrick Eliash was there. You were there when Marty Brodeur was still there. You were there when a lot of great players were still there for the New Jersey Devils roster. Are you telling me that there was no structure when those kind of players were on the roster still? Albeit, you know, they weren't like in their primes, but at the same time, you know, with their veteran leadership and what they're still able to contribute, you know, they they can provide a knowledge or two or they can provide, you know, just some mentorship or whatever the case might be. So Peter Shakura was there for a season when you were still there. Jason Arnott was also there for a season when you were there. Albeit, you know, not at the same time, so they couldn't recreate the famous A-line. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you, you had those like legendary players for the New Jersey Devils on the roster when you were there. You had the, uh, the opportunity to learn from a lot of great players in the New Jersey Devils organization. So are you saying there was no structure? There was no leadership? I don't know what, what you're thinking. So like for Travis Zajac, if I'm him and I'm seeing that I'm hurting a lot of people from the New Jersey Devils fan base, I would issue like an apology and just say, 
you know, uh, my words got minced. I wasn't really thinking straight. I just said the wrong things, and I apologize. That's not what I meant. It wasn't a knock at the organization because, you know, quite honestly, I would be, uh, you know, kind of guilty if I was uh, Travis Ajak, but that's just me. But like I told you guys, he, he had the opportunity to play with a lot of great players, Patrick Eliash, Marty Brodeur, Peter Shakora, Jason Arnock. So, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of great players to learn from, a lot of championship pedigree to learn from. And like I said, we're a championship franchise, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you were uh, there to witness it or not, that's something you can never take away from the organization. So obviously, you know, that's my overall opinion on the Travis Ajax situation. Do I think he was, uh, you know, throwing shade at the New Jersey Devils organization? A little bit, but I think he was more uh, referencing uh, the more recent New Jersey Devils the past year or two when, you know, there was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of drama. We had to go through a new front office. We had to go through a new GM. We had to go through a new coach, whatever the case might be. So obviously there was a lot of turmoil in recent years and towards the tail end of his Devils uh, career. So obviously, you know, I think that's what he's uh, referencing to. But ultimately when he's saying like uh, there's no structure in the New Jersey Devils organization, I'm just saying, man, I don't think you'd be saying that uh, from 2006 through 2012. I don't think you would be saying that because like I said, we were a playoff team. At one point we were a championship contending team. And albeit you had a lot of players to learn from, a lot of legendary players that, uh, you know, a lot of players would dream to play with. I'm just saying. So ultimately, that's my overall final verdict on the Travis Zajac situation. But let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils Twitter. So hit me up. And, you know, if you enjoy the show, please uh, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. And I will uh, give you guys a shout out in the next episode. And then, obviously, guys, I just want to thank you again for making last week my most popular week ever in terms of listenership. Don't worry, I still have great content to share with you guys, despite it being the awesome. So that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode.